Hello, hello, welcome, welcome back to Star's Opinion, the Christian perspective. I hope you all are having a wonderful day. So today's podcast is called God, What About Me? And this is coming from a personal experience. And all of my videos or podcasts come from a personal experience. So before we get started, if you are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you are a returning listener or subscriber, welcome back. I also have a YouTube channel called Stars Conversations, where I have conversations about biblical principles and this is an extension of my YouTube page, the podcast where I give my opinion on topics of the Christian culture. So go ahead and click the like and subscribe button if you are listening on YouTube. And if you are not listening on YouTube and are listening on any of the podcast streaming services, go ahead and click follow for me and head over to my YouTube page and subscribe there. Okay, so let's get into it. I want to ask a question first. Have you guys ever been praying to God and asking God to do something for you? And then also you have a list of people that you told them that you were going to pray for them. So I always try to be genuine when I tell someone I'm going to pray for you. I try to 90% of the time remember them in my prayers because I don't want to be a liar, right? If I'm going to pray for you, I really want to pray for you. So I'm praying for a family member for their situation. And I'm also praying for my situation and my issues that I have. And I'm in prayer and I'm praying about my situation. And then um, I have a thought like the Holy Spirit brought back to my remembrance of this person that I said I was going to pray for. So I started praying for them and I clearly heard the Lord give me an answer for them, but he didn't give me an answer for me. At least I thought he didn't give me an answer for my situation. So I kind of was like, wait a minute, Lord, hold up. (laughs) Wait a minute. Hold up, what about me? God, what about me, right? So have you ever found yourself praying for someone else while you're praying for yourself? And it seems as though God is answering their prayers or God has gave you an answer for their prayers, but it seems as though he didn't give you an answer for your prayers. So it's like, did you not hear me? Did you, do you not care? Why do I have to keep contending in prayer for you to move on my behalf? Right. And I believe also too, that God gives us an answer to our prayers, but we want him to do it right now. Like I need you to do it right now, God. I need you to do it right now. So I was in that predicament that I just wanted God to do it right now. But the Lord was saying to me that I am stretching your faith. I am building your faith. I told you I was going to do it. And I'm like, okay, I believe that you're going to do it, but when are you going to do it? right? This has been months I have been praying about this particular situation. And I'm like, okay, God, you said you were going to do it, but I don't see nothing being done, right? So I just felt like, I wouldn't say I felt defeated, but I just felt like, okay, I know God heard me. He said he was going to do it. 
I believe that he can do it and I believe that he will do it. But when is he going to do it is really my question, right? And he know he knows that is like the real question of my heart. Like, Lord, you say you was gonna do this, so I'm waiting for you to do it and it's not being done. By the way, this person needs help with X, Y, and Z. Then he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this for that person. But he's like, okay, Lord, when are you going to do what you say you were going to do for me? Like, when are you going to do it? Right. And he says, I said, I was going to do it. I said, I was going to do it. Right. And I say, yeah, you said you was going to do it, but it's, it seems as though it's not being done. So Days pass, right? I go on about my business, take care, taking care of the house and taking care of the kids. And I thought about the color purple. And I know it was the Lord who brought the color purple to me. And most of you all who are familiar with the movie, The Color Purple with um, Whoopi Goldberg, um, you know, when Miss Silly, she um, goes out with Mr. and he goes to check the mail and she asks mister did anything come for me and he like says whatever he says they're like no I'll get back in the house or whatever but because the reason why she asks him has anything come for me or did anything come for me because if you have watched the movie her sister Nettie was thrown out the house because mister was trying to get with her and he was like she was like no and so he kicked her out the house and Miss Seeley, she asked Nettie, like, write me. And then she said, nothing but death can keep me from it. So Nettie kept her end of the bargain. And she was writing Seeley whenever she got a chance. So when she would write Seeley and the mail would come, Mr. would take the mail and hide it and tell Miss Seeley, you ain't got no mail. Nettie didn't write you, right? So he was constantly being um, abusive to her, not only physically, physically, but also abusive to her mentally. He, he was mentally abusing her. So I thought about that scene and God said, well, what happened? I said, well, years later, right? Years later, she found all the letters that her sister wrote to her over the years that she was at the house with Mr. And he said, so Nettie kept her in on the bargain. I said, yeah, she was writing her. And he said, but Miss Seeley thought that Nettie didn't keep her in on the bargain. I said, I know, because every time she would ask, anything come for me? Mr. would say, nah, nothing came for you. Right. So she would feel bad. Like, well, maybe Nettie went on about her life. Maybe she forgot or whatever, X, Y, and Z. And he said, it's the same way with you. You're asking me to do something for you. I told you I was going to do it, but because you don't see it, you think that I forgot about it. And I was like, oh my God, I'm asking God, is there anything for me? God, what about me, right? And he says that I'm going to do it, but our enemy, our adversary makes it look like God is not doing it for us or God is doesn't care or God didn't send the answer for us. But we have to keep the faith that God will do what he said he would do. So I kind of laugh like, oh, Lord, I felt like Miss Silly when I was praying to you because did anything come for me? You know, what about me? What about me, God? So I thought that was just so funny how God 
use that movie to basically check me because I'm praying for everybody else and God seems to answer their prayers, but it seems as though my prayers aren't being answered. And I'm like, well, God, what about me? And he brought that scene to me with Miss Seeley in The Color Purple when she asked Mr. Did anything come for me? And all the while, her sister was writing her these letters, but her enemy, Mr., her enemy hid the letters. So the letters came, but the enemy hid the letters. So Mr. is like a prototype of spiritual warfare or a prototype of our enemy trying to deter us and make us believe that God did not send the answer, right? That God did not hear us or God forgot about us. But to come to find out when the time was right, she found those letters. She found those letters and she was able to read those letters that her sister wrote her. And God said, when the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it happen, right? He does it on his own time because his timing is perfect. So I had to literally repent and say, God, I'm sorry that I was being so short patience, right? It's not that I didn't believe, but I wanted you to do it when I wanted you to do it, not when you not trusting you to do it when you need to do it or when you want to do it. So I had to repent about it. So I called my mom and my sister and I told them about it. And I was cracking up because I just thought it was so hilarious. But I wanted to do a podcast about it because I'm like, how many people feel that way? Like, God, what about me? What about me? Why haven't you answered my prayers? I'm praying to you. I'm praying to you about other people. And it seems as though that you are speedily answering these other people's prayers, but you're not answering my prayers. God, what about me? Right? So I'm here to tell you that God has not forgot about you. He has sent his letters. <laughs> he has sent his angels. He has sent his letters to work on our behalf. But when the time is right, he will make it happen just as it's supposed to happen, when it's supposed to happen. So God is answering your prayers. God is answering my prayers. He has not forgot about you. So I wanted to, I'm like, Lord, give me a scripture, right? Because I'm always asking God to give me a scripture to back up, you know, what I am thinking or what I, um, or the revelation that I think that I have from you. I need scripture to back it up. And he gave me Luke chapter eight verses 40 through 56. I spare you guys from reading the whole verses, 16 verses, but just a quick synopsis of that. I wanted to say that, you know, when um, Jairus, right? I hope I'm pronouncing his name right in the Bible. Um, Luke chapter eight, verse 40, he came to Jesus and he begged Jesus to go with him because his daughter was dying. She was dying. So Jesus agreed to go with him. There was a crowd around Jesus and there was a woman who had the issue of blood, right? So everyone was um, surrounded Jesus and Jairus is like, Jesus, we need to hurry up. We need to go. And this woman who desperately needed Jesus to heal her, right? Because during that time she was considered unclean. So she 
probably didn't get out the house as much because of her condition. And she saw Jesus and she heard that he was passing by. So she had the faith and the courage enough to go into the crowds, regardless of their um, ridicule that she might face or that she will face, because she was so desperate that she needed the help. From God, she needed the help from Jesus to heal her. So she goes and she's like, you know what? He don't even have to look at me. He don't have to know my name. He don't even have to say you're healed. I just need to touch the hem of his garment because if I just can touch the hem of his garment, or if I could just touch his robe, I know that I will be healed. Right? It was her faith that that made her heal because she didn't even care enough to say, Jesus, I just need you to come and sit and talk to me. I just need all your attention. She just said, you know what? You're passing by. Let me just touch the hem of your garment, right? So when she touched the hem of his garment, because she believed that if she did that, she would be healed, she was healed. And Jesus knew that she was healed because he says there was um, healing power or power that left from me. And I always thought about it when he said, who touched me? He knew who touched him. It wasn't like he didn't know, right? So when God asks a question, it's not like he doesn't know the answer, but he wants us to come forth. So he said, no, someone touched me. And the disciples were like, look at all these people who are around us. We don't know who touched you. He said, no, someone touched me and healing power went from me. Who touched me? Right. So she was like, okay, now I got to say something because he said, he's asking who touched him and I'm the one who touched him. So she came forth and she said, I'm the one who touched you. And he told her, you know, daughter, your faith has made you well, go in peace. But think about Jairus, right? Jairus' daughter is dying. She is dying and the crowd is surrounding Jesus. So think about being in a large, being in a large crowd and you're trying to get to your destination. So like you're bumping into people, you know, people slowing you down. And Jairus is like, I need you to hurry up to get to my house because my daughter is dying. My daughter is dying. And then this lady come, right? touching the hem of his garment. Then he stops to find out who touched him. And then he talking to her. Jairus is like, I need you to hurry up. So think about when you are in traffic and you are trying to go somewhere, trying to go to work, trying to go to church, and you are probably running a little bit late and all these cars is just in your way. And you like, move, I need to go. Why are you breaking? Why did you stop? You could have made that light, right? So I'm thinking Jairus, Jairus, Phil, Jairus, all right? I hope I'm saying his name right. He feels the same way. Like, God, Jesus, why are you stopping asking all these questions? You know, this is a big crowd. We need to hurry up. My daughter is dying. I need you to hurry up. And now you're talking to this woman, talking about who touched you. You need to find out who touched you, right? And then you talk about daughter go, you are healed. And so then, you know, Jairus is like, okay, okay, you know, he holding on, but I'm pretty sure he's anxious. Like, I need Jesus to hurry up and answer my prayer. He's answering everybody else's prayer, but he's not answering my prayer. So I need him to hurry up. And then so some people that Jairus knew, came to him and said, you know what? Don't even bother the teacher because she is dead. He don't even need to come. 
And Jesus heard what they said. He said, don't be afraid. Just have faith. She will be healed. So how many of us have been praying to God and waiting for him to answer our prayer? But it's so urgent. We think like, oh, God, it's so urgent. I need you to answer it today, right now. And Jesus is like, okay, I'm going to answer it. You know, and a, a day go by, a week go by, a month go by, months go by. And you're like, Jesus, I thought you cared. Like, what about me? Right? What about me? Has anything come for me? Is there anything for me? You are answering everyone else's prayers. Everyone else's prayers is getting answered, but my prayer has not been answered. What about me? Right? But Jesus tell Jairus, don't be afraid. Just have faith. She will be healed. So then he goes on to Jairus' house and people that are in the house are weeping. They're mourning. They're saying, she's dead, you know. And he's like, she's not dead, but she's just sleeping. And they just laughed at him. So he ordered everyone to get out. She ordered everyone to get out, right? Jesus went to her, took her by the hand, and he told her, my child, get up. And at that moment, she stood up and he said, give her something to eat because dead people don't eat, right? So if she, I think also too, I heard a, a pastor say that because um, he raised, he when he raised the dead, he always gave them something to eat because he didn't want the people to think like, oh, that's just a ghost, right? So he raised her up from the dead, right? Even when Lazarus was raised from the dead, Right. Oh, we could even talk about that. Even when Lazarus was raised from the dead, they fed Lazarus. So he raised her up from the dead and he stood her up and he told her, um, told them to get her something to eat. Her parents were overwhelmed and Jesus insisted that they didn't tell anyone. I'm still kind of pondering like, Jesus, why didn't, why did you always tell the people not to tell anyone of the miraculous miracles that you did, but they always did the opposite. They went and told people what Jesus did. So just like us in our situation, right? We think we need Jesus to answer it now. We need Jesus to answer it now. Even with the Lazarus, the Mary and Martha, when they said, if you would have just came two days earlier, you know, then he would have been healed, but he's dead. And Jesus wept and he says, now you will see the glory of God. And he went and he walked with them and then he went into the tomb and he says, Lazarus, come forth, right? We want Jesus to do what we want him to do it when we want him to do it. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus would do it on his own timing because it is about our faith if he does everything exactly when we want him to do it then we won't have any faith and god was telling me that i need to stretch your faith for where i am about to take you because if i don't stretch your faith to where i am about to take you it's going to be disastrous for you so i need to stretch your faith for that so i just allow and i was like okay god I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But I still feel like, what about me? I still feel that. But I hear you, God. So help me. Help my unbelief, right? As the the Bible says that it's not that I don't believe, but help my unbelief. So I hope this podcast helped you all because it was really something that I dealt with recently. Like, God, what about me? But I'm here to tell you that God has not forgotten about you. 
He has already answered your prayer when you sent it up. Remember Daniel, you know, Daniel prayed and God sent the angel Gabriel down and said, as soon as you sent the prayer up, your answer was on the way or God answered your prayer. But I was held up in Persia, you know, in the spiritual realm. So sometimes, you know, our angels that God has dispatched to us are fighting in heavenly places. And these demonic forces are holding up our answer prayers that God has given us, but take courage because God has overcome and the answer will come when it's supposed to come, or he will answer the prayer when it's supposed to be answered. He's never late. He's always on time. So that is encouragement to me. That is encouragement to you that God has not forgot about you, but you can still ask God, God, what about me? What about me? And he will answer your prayers when you ask him that. So that is all I have to say. So let me know what you guys think about this topic. God, what about me? Go ahead and leave it in the comments if you are watching on YouTube. And if you are listening on any of the streaming platforms for the podcast, go ahead and follow and you can email me as well at starsopinionTCP at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Go ahead and submit your topic request that you would like for me to tackle. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye.